Hi, and welcome to Conscious Sexuality, the podcast. My name is Jasmine, and I am passionate about empowering women to awaken and reclaim their feminine through various ways and practices. For years, women have been shamed for their sexuality, and I want to share how you can find freedom. I believe a new opportunity awaits those who seek the depths, and as we bring that which hasn't been conscious into the light, freedom is found. This podcast is not just about sexuality, it is an all-encompassing podcast to shine the light into the shadows and explore whatever your heart desires. We will discuss ideas and concepts that will help you find freedom and step into being your most authentic self. The conversation might refer to male or female terms, but it's important for me to let you know that this podcast is affirming of everyone and however they identify. You have a space here. It is also really important to me that I acknowledge the traditional owners of the country, the Pambalong clan of the Awabakal people, and recognize their continuing connection to the land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Enjoy listening. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode on Conscious Sexuality, the podcast. Today's episode is all about the world of human design. I have brought in human design expert Sarah Bacon, and today we break down what is human design, why do we need it, how it can be helpful for us. Sarah is a human design expert, as I mentioned, and she lives over in America. She is a 1-3 manifesting generator with an emotional authority. And if you've got no clue what that means, stay tuned in the episode because we're going to break it down for you. But Sarah is really passionate about bringing this modality to people, to helping them become their most whole and alive selves. Um, and she believes that it's the best gift that we can give to ourselves and offer the world. Um, Sarah is just a really gorgeous person. I really love having a chat with her because she's so down to earth. But what I also love is she's very clear and crisp in how she explains things. It's not filled with too much jargon. It's very simple and easy to understand. So this episode is great. Um, if you've always been interested in human design, this is a great place to start. At the end of the episode, Sarah also mentions what services that she offers and all the free resources she has available for you. And so we're going to be including the links to all this information in the show notes. So make sure you head there so that you can find the information that you need. Um, but I'm super stoked with this episode. We actually covered so much detail in regards to human design. So you guys are getting a really great overview on the world of human design, what it is, what it does, how it can help you. And it's, I love describing human design for myself as a way that I came home to who I was. It really gave me a new perspective and filled so many gaps of what I didn't understand about myself as a human. So. I'm going to leave you here. I'm going to let you get stuck into the episode. If you enjoy it, please, as always, leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. That's where you can leave a review. But um, let me know your thoughts. Jump over on Instagram. Go and follow Sarah as well. Um, enjoy the episode. Hey, Sarah. Thanks for coming on the show. 
Hi, Jasmine. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation today. Yes, I am so excited about being able to talk about human design. Um, But first, before we get into that, can you share with the listeners today, who are you? Oh, good, deep question to get it started. So my, my name is Sarah Bacon, and currently I am a human design expert over at High Def Humans, which is um, a company my best friend and I actually started together, which was just created to be this place that helped people step into the the highest, most vibrantly defined versions of themselves and really create lives um, that mirrored that as well. And so she was originally going to be doing some coaching and then I was going to be doing human design, but for now it's just me doing human design with, with, um, plans to possibly expand that in the future. But yeah, I, my background is kind of varied, but I'd say from a young age, like I grew up almost since, um, I was a child, like wanting to be, I wanted to be a therapist. I love the idea of helping people of, I've always been really fascinated by relationships and how we, um, grow through them and how we heal. And, and so it's interesting to watch that play out. Like my, my path has taken so many different turns. Um, and I started going to grad school to get my master's in MFT, but decided at the time it wasn't the right course for me. And so, um, yeah, I still don't feel like being a therapist is the right move, but at the same time, I love how the theme of um, like helping people step into their wholeness has remained throughout my, my story. And I really think that that's kind of just the big pulling drive to my, my life, like a force behind everything that I want to do. And so, yeah. And then when I found human design, um, and saw how much it helped transform my life, I just was like, I want to learn more and I want to help other people experience this kind of joy too. So, mm. and then, yeah, I live in Southern California, Um, I love, I have a cat that I've had for almost 13 years. It's my baby girl. I'm single and I mostly just really love life and just kind of watching it unfold. So that's, that's a little bit about me. (laughs) I love that. So do you remember like the exact moment you learned about human design? Cause I, I assume that you, you heard about it probably quite a while ago. What, what, how'd you find it? So yeah, it was probably only actually a little over a year ago or maybe like a year and a half. I have a vision when you say exact moment. So many of like my breakthrough moments have happened in the bathroom of my place um, and my home. I'm house sitting right now, so I'm living somewhere else, but um, the home that I've lived in for the last nine years, because I'm often listening to podcasts there when I'm like getting ready. And I've had some honestly big breakthrough moments now that I'm like piecing these I can think of three distinct times. And one of those was, I remember I was listening to the To Be Magnetic podcast uh, with Lacey Phillips and Jenna Zoe was on it. And so she's a human design expert and um, something about it just really spoke to me. I mean, I'd heard, I know a lot of people in those groups are very into astrology and that's something that I like pay a little bit of attention to, but have never really felt the pull to dive super deep. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once I heard about human design, I instantly was like, Ooh, I want to look up my birth mm-hmm. time. Like my, I need to find my exact birth time. I want to look up my, my type. And then as soon as I read more about it, I was like, Oh my gosh, this feels so validating. Mm-hmm. This makes so much sense. And then I just noticed, which is funny. Cause this is true. Human design fashion is like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to keep exploring the things that really light you up. And I just noticed myself wanting to consume as much information as possible around the topic. And 
I bought like the textbook. And then um, when I saw an opportunity for a reader training course come up, then I jumped on it and got to do that last year in quarantine. So um, yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. That's I love finding things because there's all sorts of different ways that we can learn more about ourselves. But I love it when we find the thing and we're like, oh, I make sense. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And that's so different from, for so many people I know, you know, I have friends who like the Enneagram has been wildly helpful and illuminating to them. Um, Same thing where that just never really took hold with me. It makes sense. And it did, it aligns with who I think I am, but there was something about this that felt the most um, practical and helpful, but I just am such a believer in like whatever tools speak to people. I think mm-hmm. that there's something in that for you. And if it, as long as it's helping you and mm-hmm. encouraging you and your growth and in your authenticity, then I feel like go for it, whatever. Yeah. Just whatever that is. <laughs> yes. I love that. That is so true. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us what your human design is? Yes. So I am a one, three emotional manifesting generator, which means the manifesting generators are like the energy beings that are the more, um, multi-passionate. Like we tend to hop around from one thing to another. Um, we move pretty quickly, like very just interested in lots of different things. And so Mm -hmm. that was very, um, affirming for me. I was like, yes, that's very true. And then emotional authority, that's how your authority is how you make decisions. So that just means that I'm someone who has more of like a set emotional wave in me and it's to my benefit to, take a little more time with my decisions and, um, allow that wave to really settle before, Mm -hmm. before proceeding. Um, and then the one, three is the profile. So that's the investigator martyr, which means that I love to like dig deep on topics and really learn a lot about them. And then also I, I learn well from just trying things out myself and jumping into life and, um, experiencing things firsthand. So that's, that's my type. Yeah. And so for anyone listening, if you have dabbled a little bit in human design, you might've understood a bit of what Sarah said then, but if there's got people listening here and you've got no idea what human design means, that just probably sounds like gibberish to you. <laughs> yes. Another language. <laughs> so let's start at the beginning. And can you tell us what even is human design? Like what, what makes human design? Yes. So I love that it is starting to become like a little more understood, but completely understand like when people still so many people don't understand what that means, or especially if someone pulls up their chart, their first instinct is like, oh my gosh, what am I looking at? This is so weird. But in simple terms, human design is just the study of our energetic auras. So it most effectively tells us how we are wired and meant to exchange energy with the world around us. So when we are living in alignment with our type, we would be most optimized in the way that we're using our energy every day, whether that's being mindful of when we need to rest or how we create the most energy for ourselves and others. And, and then it also, it's called the science of differentiation because Mm -hmm. it really illuminates how each of us are these wildly beautiful, unique individuals who are made up of different desires and preferences and um, just ways of interpreting the world. And when we can really tap into that and honor who we are, we not only live in the most alignment for ourselves and things just come easier, but we really complement and um, thrive together collectively. Like, cause we show other people how it's possible to thrive as living in as individuals, but we know that not everyone is created to do everything or with all the same skills. So we need each other to like step in and almost complete those, um, like those circuits or parts for us. And it's just this beautiful, it would be this beautiful symphony of humans living on earth if we all could do that. And 
So I feel like on a practical level, human design really helps us get clear on how we were created and how we best learn, make decisions, approach opportunities, um, engage our energy. And when we know that, then we can filter all of the incredibly overwhelming uh, information that there is out there and advice because so often we're taught things that maybe aren't correct for us from well-meaning people, whether that's parents or teachers or media or influencers. And so when we can get clear on how, what's right for us, then um, yeah, we can start to decondition from some of the, the, the shoulds of the world and really do things that were meant um, specifically for us. So that's where I think it's the most practical and helpful. And I've noticed the biggest difference in my life. Yeah. So when it comes to human design, when, when you want to find out what human design is, we need our um, date of birth. We need our exact birth time and also birth location. What does that have to do with human design? Good question. So human design, it was the, the woo woo part of it a little bit is that it was channeled to, um, this man named Ra Aruhu in the eighties. And so it was like this download of all of this information, but it pulls from these ancient systems of wisdom that were already in place. So there's five, it's made up of five systems. Um, it utilizes the chakra, which is related to our energy centers. Um, the Kabbalah, uh, the I Ching, quantum physics, and then astrology, which is where the birth. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of big things. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> but it is scientific, kind of in nature, just because like when I started reading more about it, like there it has to do with literally the placement of the planets and the and the stars and the alignment of things um, at the very moment that we were born and what was imprinted on us, as mm-hmm. well as about approximately three months prior to our birth as well. Wow! And so it's picturing like everything kind of like aligning and like this divine information sort of like imprinting on us. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so that's why you do need your exact birth time, um, similar to how you would were an astrologer, like to get your full astrology chart. Mm. And so, yeah, I mean, and when some people hear that, they're like, what the heck, how would it know that like anything about me from just that, but it is pretty wild to see like how many people it completely resonates with once they learn their design and they're like, yeah, I, I appreciate personally how it's not taking like a test yourself that could lend to some mm-hmm. bias or things like whether that's um, the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, like some yeah. of those I believe could leave a little space for human error. Doesn't mean that they're not accurate, but whereas this is kind of like it either is or it isn't, yes. I mean, unless you get your birth time wrong or if you're just like, wow, none of this resonates, then I'm like, that's okay. Maybe this isn't for you, but I've yeah. yet to really find that happen. I feel like most people, it feels like it's really in alignment with um who they are. Yeah. And I definitely found that when I started diving into human design, Mm -hmm. I, I started looking at it and I started researching a bit more. Um, and I had a, I had a soul map from another human design expert. And then I had a reading with yourself as well. Mm -hmm. And I was just able to dive really deep into it. And so much, I felt so much of my life made sense. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, this is why I don't feel like I'm born for the nine to five work. So like, (laughs) I guess for everybody who doesn't know, I'm a three, five, um, emotional authority projector Mm -hmm. and a projector usually is not built for the like eight hour a day, five days a week work life. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that for like 10 (laughs) years and hating Mm -hmm. every moment of it until like late last year when I finally changed how I did things. Mm. And I was like, oh, 
and it was I when I heard that around projectors as well they didn't really like the whole nine to five like work biz stuff I was like that fully resonates with me like (gasps) yes I hate it it's I don't (laughs) want to do that Yeah. Yeah. So just to give people a little description on what that is, and then I'd love to ask you a question about that. Um, So projectors are non-energy beings in the sense that you don't have a consistent source of energy to rely on because you don't have that defined sacral. It doesn't mean that projectors can't be energetic or have that kind of energy when they need it. You actually, because you have a, a root center defined. And so you're someone who like that you are an energy projector. So you have um, different motor centers you can rely on, but it is so helpful to know that you aren't going to run the same as everybody else and that you don't have to keep up with the world. And you're meant to be more of like a observer of systems and someone who really helps see like, how can we like a a more feminine energy to like, how can we do things differently and more fluid? And like, how can we best utilize our resources, which meaning like humans rather than just driving everyone Mm -hmm. to work um, hours that don't really make sense. It's like, I think we're, we're starting to see the, how we're outgrowing that system of like, we don't need to just be these drivers of productivity anymore. It's like, how can we actually just work better and smarter? And so projectors are really these wise guides who help show us how to improve the things that we're already doing and the systems and our ways of doing things. And so, so needed and so important, but yeah, you're not literally wired to like have tons of energy to run off of all day. And so it's kind of like a more listening to your body and retreating when you don't have the energy to do something and letting yourself rest and recharge and then working when it does feel good. So I love hearing that that's um, knowing that has been helpful. So yeah, even did you did you make any changes in, in like your work or your daily schedule once you learn more about being a projector? Well, when I first learned about being a projector and I learned about not really vibing off the nine to five, I was still in my full-time job at the time. So I couldn't really okay. do anything at that stage to change it. Mm-hmm. So I still was working, but now that I'm not working a full-time job and I'm like running my own business, mm-hmm. I like... I just allow myself to plan my days in a way that feels really good to me. And so, mm-hmm. like I said to you earlier, before we pressed record, like I have a, a busy day today, but at the same time, I've still allowed plenty of time because I know I'm going to want to have a rest at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I try and structure my days so that I have time in there to just like sit down and rest. Um, so it's not just filled with like, tasks 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 because Mm -hmm. that to me is like needing to rely on my masculine energy Mm -hmm. um but I really love to be able to weave my feminine energy into that and so allowing myself to rest has been a massive learning curve because then Mm -hmm. also because I'm like starting a new job like trying to create an income with with a new job I'm like Mm -hmm. I need to just keep doing 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 and like that's not helpful to me at all like it's not effective for me to just keep doing for the sake of just doing. Right. Yeah. Well, that's so good. And that's such actually, that's just really great practical advice for projectors. I feel like, because a lot of people are like, well, what does this look like tangibly? How do you only do two to three hours a day of like intense output or work, which Mm -hmm. that's not always going to be something that people can do right away. And so I'd say my, recommendation to projectors who are maybe in the workforce or Mm. who are starting their own thing is what you said is like maybe it's unrealistic to completely overhaul your schedule or like only work from home or take a nap or whatever but it is like where can you add a little more flexibility into your day so that you're like hey I know that 
this, like in, there might come a time in the day where I need to rest or take a break. So how can I like plan ahead for that and yeah. um, honor that for myself? And so that's so great that you're doing that, but it's yeah. challenging, especially in the world that we're living in and you have an undefined um, or a completely open heart center, which is that kind of like sense of drive and competition. And yep. so when in the world that we're living in, like there is that sometimes that uh, like urge or pressure to want to keep up. And so it's reminding ourselves like returning to who we are and, mm-hmm. um, and how to, yeah, and how we're created and really listening to that instead. Yeah. Definitely. And I think something that I probably did, but I didn't really recognize that I did it was when I was working in the full time, like when I was working for Mm. another business, um, I would love my lunch breaks. Mm. I loved my (laughs) lunch breaks. And so my, my most recent full-time job, we were quite close to a beautiful park and the beach. And so like literally as soon as my lunchtime came around, I'd be like either at the beach, like laying in the sun or like in the park laying down. Cause I just like, I just needed to get out and I needed to be like in the earth and like touching the ground and stuff like that. Uh And I found that really helpful for me (laughs) so that I felt like I could go back and like finish the rest of the day. (laughs) Mm, That's so funny. Okay. That's so funny. I've never even like really thought about that. But for me, when you just said that, I was like, I couldn't, I don't, I can't stand lunch breaks because I want to like keep doing stuff and like go <laughs> and I'm, yeah, it like, it makes me antsy because I'm like, I'd rather just get back and get to work so I can finish. And that was more like in a corporate setting. But even now, like if there's something I like to do, I'm like, no, I want to power through. And yeah, yeah like, it, yeah, it's so, it's so fascinating. And then we, when we know the, the types of our, the, our loved ones too, and people around us, it really helps with a sense of knowing how to best um, honor them and their needs because it's remembering like, oh, they're not all wired. Like my mom, like learning that my mom was a projector and mm. she has all these open centers. Like she's really someone that does need to like retreat and rest. And that it used to probably frustrate me when she couldn't keep up or like mm-hmm. have the same. And I know my energy totally overwhelmed her as yeah. a child. And that was hard for both of us, I think. And now after, you know, some therapy, but now a bunch of clarity and understanding. I'm like, Oh, that would have been so helpful to know (laughs) for both of us. (laughs) And there's a lot of um, people coming out with like different thoughts around like, how can, you know, like human design for parenting or like human design for relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually super interesting because so we're still trying to nail down my husband's birth time. So we don't know oh, all his yeah. exact stuff for his human design, but mm-hmm. I do know he's at least a projector. So we're the same. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really interesting because we also like, whilst we love getting out and being social, we're also fairly introvert. And most mm-hmm. often than not, you'll find us sitting on the couch together, watching our own shows, <laughs> but like just being together, but like not needing to talk because yes. we're like recharging mm-hmm. our energies. Oh, that's so, Yeah. <laughs> that's such a gift. And so nice to know that. And like that yeah. you're both happy in those moments. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. Cause I was like, when I learned that he was a projector, I was like, it makes so much sense why we can just sit on the couch together for the evening, mm-hmm. but not have to like be talking or watching the same thing, but we're just there together recharging, but like just there. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's so good. And to preemptively answer a question that so many people always ask is they always want to know, like, is there one type that's best with another? Or like, mm. do these people go really well together or work well together? Yeah. And I mean, ideally, if you were like looking at a corporation, you would truly want it made up of like the five types and mm-hmm. all like everyone would be in their roles. Yeah. But in partnership, like there is no good or bad in terms of who's right for each other. It's more, again, of just understanding the other person's types and where 
And then like your open centers and stuff like where you might be open to picking things up because yeah, if you're both the same, then there's like, I think automatically that understanding of how the other person is wired. Um, but for some people, it's really helpful to have like a, you know, a more grounding, like introverted, quiet projector with the manifesting generator, because then you can balance each other. So there's no good or bad. It's just awareness. (laughs) Exactly. That's right. Mm -hmm. Just the awareness. That's right. Mm -hmm. So can we talk a little bit about the types? Cause we've, we've sort of, we've mentioned projector, we've men- mentioned manifesting generator, but we've mm-hmm. then also got a generator and then we've also got a reflector. Mm-hmm. Is there any other types that I'm missing? The manifestors. The manifestors. Mm-hmm. Okay. So can we just talk a little bit about the types? Yes, absolutely. So there's the five main types. And so there's the manifestors, which are the, they are only about like eight to 10% of the population. So they're more rare and unique too. And they're the initiators. So they're the ones that kind of set everything else into motion in in life. (laughs) Um, They get these kind of direct like downloads and urges to want to go start something or go in one direction. And then it's up to them to communicate that to people. And then Mm -hmm. other people like specifically the manifesting generators and the generators to decide what they want to hop on board with. So it's like, they're the cause and everything else is the effect. Um, And so they're very like, very independent, very um, kind of just, they need to be left to do their own thing and Mm -hmm. not, it's better for them to not be like controlled by, by people. Mm -hmm. Then we have the manifesting generators and the generators, which, um, make up probably the bulk of the population. I don't know percentage wise exactly, but those are the the main, so manifestors are energy beings, but they also can have undefined um, mm-hmm. sacral. So their, their energy is a little different, but they still create energy when they're doing the things that they're meant to be doing. And then with the generators and manifesting generators, we're like the like the worker bees, but like Mm -hmm. the whole point is that we're supposed to be doing things with joy and that make that light us up because when we are following after the, the things following our sacral response, which is that gut, like excitement of like Mm -hmm. being pulled towards something like the story with me and human design, or just noticing the things that like really make you come alive. And like, you could do them all day long without stopping when you're doing those things, you're not only creating more energy for yourself, but you're generating more energy for the world around you, which is so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but you want to make sure it's from a place that's like happy and joyful. Um, because then everyone gets to benefit from that. And then you have the projectors and the reflectors that there are the non-energy beings. And Mm -hmm. so, like I said, the projectors are these like wise, um, systematic, like guides type people who are here to improve on and tweak and transmute the energy that already exists. So it's like, all right, we see all these things happening here. Um, how can we, yeah, how can we do this better? How can we do this more fluidly? Um, and they, yeah, basically improve on the things that we're already doing. Mm-hmm. And then the reflectors are, are very rare. They're like 1% of the population mm-hmm. and they're the only ones that are lunar beings too. So everyone mm-hmm. else is on the solar um, like schedule basically, but then the the lunar beings, they, they have all their centers are open. So they're just mm-hmm. very open and truly reflective beings who are meant to reflect back to the people around them and societies, um, as to how they're doing, like on a soul health Mm -hmm. level. So having a reflector in your life would be such a gift of like, they're, they're just these natural mirrors to ourselves. Um, we all have those, if we have open centers, we have those abilities kind of with our open centers when we're coming to it from a place of health. But, um, 
yeah, they're just meant to be, they can do whatever they want. Like they're not these, <laughs> sometimes when you hear a reflector, you're like, oh, are these, they like mythical, like yeah. <laughs> medicine men type people that live like in villages, but um, that's totally not true. I could name like some big time influencers that I know that are um, reflectors that have wow. of energy and are doing lots of things, but they just have to be very sensitive to protecting their energy okay. and also um being in environments that are really healthy and good for them. So it's almost yeah. like a litmus test of the environment. So if there's a reflector child and they're like constantly sick or mm -hmm. fearful or unhappy, that is like a very good indicator that things are not good. And um, so whether that's mm -hmm. the family system, like something's off or their school. Yeah. And so it's really paying attention to those people specifically to say like, Oh, I can tell that something's not right here. Um, and how can we improve that? So, mm -hmm. yeah. So then when everyone is kind of, working together and being in embodying that wholeness. Um, there's so much beauty to it, but, and each type also has, um, a signature. So it's how, you know, that you're like living in alignment with your type okay. and then a not, a not self. So how yeah. a signpost to know that you're not, um, kind of on track, which is really helpful too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I just want to quickly go back to the manifesting generators and generators mm -hmm. do, do they mostly have their sacral area defined? Like, is it, is it uncommon to be undefined? Is it, and is it more often that it will be defined? It's always, that's the main tenant of the, those types. So they will yeah. always have their sacral center defined. Okay. Um, but if they have their solar plexus defined and that just means their emotional authority, um, right but they still can make decisions from that sacral response of like, that's where you're listening to, to respond to what feels good or not. But mm -hmm. with those with emotional authority, you just have to kind of wait, wait a little bit longer with bigger decisions yeah. to really feel certain about it. Um, but yeah, they have that defined source of energy, um, which will tell them like, yes, you have enough energy to follow through with this project or this plan or this, this relationship. Um, and then it's really helpful for them to notice like when they're feeling really drained mm -hmm. or frustrated, like there's something there that they're leaking their energy and doing things that are probably not lighting them up and yeah. um, they have a lot of resistance around. So that's helpful to know. Yeah. Let's just touch a little bit on authorities. What are the different kinds mm -hmm. of authorities that there are for human design? Um, so there are seven different authorities, I believe. I want to say, let me just double check. Cause there's mostly like, um, wait, one, two, three. Yeah. Seven. So the main, the main ones though, that typically always come up are yeah. sacral authority, which yeah. is for, um, the, yeah, the generators, manifesting generators. That's if your sacral is defined and not your solar plexus. And mm -hmm that is like, um, the gut response, like, are you excited by this or are you not, okay. um, asking yourself yes or no, this or that type of binary questions to mm -hmm. kind of like sense in your body, which one you feel pulled to and which one you don't. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'd say that's really like the gut response. Then there's the emotional authority, which we've already kind of talked about. So that's yeah. just people with set emotional waves. You want to mm -hmm. wait a little bit longer. Um, there's splenic authority or yeah. splenic. I mean, it's where your spleen is defined and yeah. that is, um, those are people who have the ability to have like quick intuitive hits of direction that come through. So mm -hmm. it's about like staying grounded in your body, knowing and listening for like direction, like yeah. to do this or call this person. And, um, it usually only comes once and it's like, then it's gone. So it's really like wanting to listen and knowing that those things are for your thriving and mm. safety and health and all of that. 
Yeah. Um, then there's the, um, the ego or heart center authority. And so this is manifestors with ego authority. And so, um, this is all about kind of like, this one has to do with talking a little bit. So like when you're verbalizing the things that you want, um, just letting that come out and knowing that like the things that feel best or sound best to you are what's correct for you. Um, it's kind of through our like heart center. So it's like, a little, I think that one's, that's the one that's kind of like a selfish, like what's, what's going to serve you best in that mm, instance. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. And just being mindful of like, yeah, how is this going to benefit me? Like, and yeah, so okay. that one's pretty rare, rare though. I, I hardly see that one. Yeah. Um, this one, I really, the self-projected or G center authority yeah. is, um, this is the one, this is definitely all about talking. And one of my good friends has this. And so it's really good and important for them to verbally process to mm-hmm. specifically to someone, um, mm-hmm. but that they're not supposed to receive any advice from that person. It's just like, Hey, I need to talk this through. And yep. in the talking, they'll find their answer. Like they'll, yep. they'll arrive at a, um, a decision or something that feels good or makes sense for them. Yep. Um, and then the mental or environment projectors. So this is for mental projectors who only have like their um, Ajna and their head center defined. Mm-hmm. Again, pretty rare because this has to do um, about kind of like observing things in your environment. Um, they say that like none of the authorities are really mind-based, but this is the one that is the most like you use your mind to conceptualize kind of like the facts or things in your environment to come to a decision. Okay. So I think of it as like, a jury or a trial, like you're gathering evidence <laughs> and then making, um, a decision from that. Yeah. And then the last one is the, um, the lunar authority or no inner authority, which is what projectors have, but some, wow. um, some ref- or wait, did I say re- the reflectors have that, but some yeah. projectors have this too. Okay. Um, and it just, this one is interesting. So again, it follows the lunar schedule. So mm those people do really best, um, kind of waiting almost a full lunar cycle before making bigger decisions because they live their life in these more cyclical, um, chapters. And so you kind of want to observe where you are at in that cycle and just really take your time with making big decisions and not Mm -hmm. be rushed, um, by the world. And doesn't mean day-to-day decisions. You have to wait that long, of course, but (laughs) it is like they live their life more in these, yeah, longer, um, lunar cycles. And so to kind of wait out those things before they, um, proceed with something. So yeah, those are the different authorities. Yeah. That's actually a super interesting authority because it kind of really goes against everything of like how the world functions because the world Mm -hmm. is like, give me an answer now. Right. Mm -hmm. And to operate like on a whole lunar cycle is really leaning into where, you know, you need to be and just totally going, no, nah, I'm not doing it by the way that mm-hmm. the world thinks it needs to be done. Like I'm literally following my own cycle here. That's yep. super interesting. I like that. Mm-hmm. I know me too. I mean, it's super hard. I even, you know, I just tell people with emotional authority, even like it's to your benefit to t- ask people for more time. Like, can I, can I have 24 hours before giving you a decision? And even that's hard, hard for people sometimes. And or it's like, can I let you know closer to the event or something like yeah. that? Um, and so for the lunar, yeah, that's, it's a challenge, like you said, or even it reminds me of, um, of course, like the feminine cycle and mm-hmm. like how we, things are different week, week over week for us. Like there's different hormones that are in place and we yeah. feel different things. And so that to me seems like a good comparison with the, the lunar authority. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, Definitely. you're going to feel different at different times of the month. And so it's like, 
really waiting that out and being patient. But um, yeah, that is not the way that the world works, but hopefully yeah, we'll move in that direction and they'll be really honored in the way that they get to decide. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. I've found with my emotional authority, because I, I feel like I'm still trying to understand the perfect sort of sweet spot of where Mm -hmm. it's good for me to make decisions. But one thing I've been leaning towards if, is if I do get asked to do something or if my services are requested or something like that, if, if I'm like, yeah, I mean, I can do it, but do I want to do it? Like mm-hmm. I've been using that as a little bit of a way to help me make decisions. And I've mm-hmm. fa- been finding that really helpful because if I'm not excited by what has been requested of me straight away, I'm like, well, I don't need to, I don't have to do it. Like just because I'm being asked to do it, mm-hmm. which is interesting because as a projector, our strategy is wait for the invitation. Mm-hmm. And so being asked to do something is like an invitation. It's way one way that it can be an invitation. And so I guess typically I might be like, okay, someone's asked me, yes, I'll do it. But like, if it doesn't excite me and light me up, I'm like, mm, I mean, yes, I have that skill set. I could do that, but do mm-hmm. I want to do it? Not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That goes along with your um, profile too, since you have a five in there, which is the one that like draws people to you and yeah sees you as someone who like, they want you to help or, um, as this like really capable person. And it yep. doesn't mean that it's right for you to engage with everyone. So yeah, using your own litmus test, which is for you, like, do I even feel drawn or pulled to this or does yep. this honor my gifts or like really use my limited energy in the best way possible. And yep. if the answer is no, then yeah, that's probably a good sign. Yeah. And it's been a really interesting journey for me too, because it's learning that just because I'm asked doesn't mean I have to, it's Mm -hmm. helping me to understand like my own boundaries and what are the things that I genuinely want to be doing? Like what really lights me up and Mm -hmm. do, do just because I have time available, does it mean that I want to fill my time with that? And all those Mm -hmm. kind of things are like just churning through as a projector. Um, And so it's, it's been, I've really enjoyed this because I learn more about myself all the time. I feel like Mm. I've literally only scratched the surface with my human design. (laughs) (laughs) And too, I think sometimes with the five um, and as projectors, like when people ask you to do something, it's almost like this um, noticing of those gifts or like calling out of those gifts in you. So there might be something illuminating in that where you're like, Oh, I didn't even realize people were like recognizing this in me. And so maybe there's something in that, that like you recognize a gift in yourself that you weren't aware of before. Mm. Um, so it's always kind of, yeah, checking in with that, like with yourself, yeah. with each one and being like, is this illuminating something in me that now I'm like, Oh wow. I didn't realize that this was being perceived by other people or that this is clearly a gift that people are seeking me out for. Or is it just like, this isn't right for me. It doesn't feel good. It's not like, I don't feel like I'd be giving my best if I were to move forward with it. So mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So if somebody So obviously, well, before I go into this next section, there's obviously a couple other aspects to human design. There's the channels and then as we touched on it, there's also the strategies as well. And I mean, that's probably getting like really deep into human design because I mean, there's so many channels that are are either lit up or not lit up. Um, And then with strategies, there's the certain strategies that goes alongside each type. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a, I feel like that's a lot of detail. It's probably... <laughs> something that's not podcast delving into. Like I feel like we'll be here for a long time <laughs> if we lot, try to yeah. pull all those apart. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So we'll leave channels and strategies. Um, and you 
offer obviously um, readings. So that can be something that people can delve into with yourself Mm -hmm. um, or or sort of start their own research journeys on. But I want to talk a little bit more about like human design and what are some helpful ways that we can utilize human design? So maybe if you, obviously you're a, was it manifesting generator? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're a manifesting generator. So you're probably also going to talk a little bit from more of that perspective and how it helps you. But can, if we get a little bit more general, mm-hmm. how can we utilize human design? Yes. Okay. I love it. So I, I think what, how human really shines is like really maximizing our potential on a daily basis. And, um, just allowing us to more fully enjoy our lives and step fully into who we are created to be. So with that, um, I think knowing your type and the corresponding strategy and then your signature and not self, which all of that stuff, like, yes, there's so much to human design. And I do think it's helpful to get a reading if you're interested or to, like, I also do guides, which just like details your whole um, chart, but there is a lot of information just on the types and mm-hmm. out there, like on the internet or different Instagram accounts. So, um, I feel like that's really useful, especially if you're just dipping your toe in, but, yeah. um, yeah, I'd say it's like for, for me, it provides a lot of clarity as to how to proceed next with things in life. So it's like by knowing your authority and then your strategy, it's like, um, so just to give an example for, manifesting generators and generators, the strategy is to respond. So okay. I spend a day-to-day basis. I don't think much about like my gates or my channels or all those detailed parts of my chart yep. or even my profile. It's, but it, it is this constant kind of checking in and knowing that my body is telling me, um, or giving me signals to move in one direction or the other and like letting myself respond to anything that's put in my path. Um, and then going from there, knowing that there's wisdom in that there's a direction for me to move in. Um, similar to like with, so then with projectors, it's waiting for the invitation. And so it's kind of knowing like, how can I honor for you? How can I honor my own gifts and the things that come naturally to me in a way that really projects this confidence and wants to like lends itself to having other people invite that out of Mm -hmm. me, because that's when there's like this, um, this symbiotic like synergy that's so it feels yeah. so good of like you're per, you're providing something that someone required or requested out of you yeah. and so yeah I'd say that it's um it's about like ha- knowing how to take the next right step um mm. getting clarity into how you were created to best like receive information and then share that back with the world around you um and I also say like I I think op- knowing your your open centers on your body is or on your chart is one of the most useful things in relationships with other people. So okay. that, cause it really shows you where you're susceptible to picking things up and where you might um, need to protect like your energy a little bit more. And then, mm-hmm. whereas the other things that you can really rely on that are going to be consistent in your, like in your design and in your personality. So I'd say relationally knowing that really helps. Um, and then, yeah, I do think it gives clarity on like some of your specific gifts and traits that you can really depend on and like, yeah shine through. And so, um, knowing that is for people, especially who like, there's probably lots of people who are living their design that never need to know the language of human design. If they're feeling aligned and like things are flowing for them, I'd say human design is really helpful for people who are craving a little more clarity or, Mm. or maybe at like a decision point in their life, um, or are feeling the sense of like 
the not self. So if like you're yeah. feeling anger as a manifester or bitterness as a projector or like frustration and et cetera, yeah. like yeah. If, though, if you're feeling these things of resistance come in your life, that's a yeah. good sign to like, how can I take a look inward and um, make some changes and improvements? So mm. that kind of answer your question. Yeah, that does. <laughs> Actually, lot, I, yeah. I really like that last bit that you said, because it's, it's, I think it's a good question. Someone could be like, well, why do I need human design? Like what, mm-hmm. how is it going to help? And I think if, if you are, if you've got some underlying sort of that bitterness, that frustration, that anger, mm-hmm. that, or there's that, you're not satisfied with what's going on in your mm-hmm. world, in your life, in your job, mm-hmm. human design might be able to help you point you in a direction that's more aligned to your imprint of, of who you are as a person. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think astrology is really beautiful because there is so much in astrology that can really help us to understand um, who we are, but I love the other aspects of human design. So I love that human design brings in the astrology part, but then I love that it just targets so many other areas as well. I feel like mm-hmm. for me personally, it feels like human design is like all encompassing. It's like all the things bundled into one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, And it just helps yeah, to like gr- bring as much clarity as possible to like all the mm-hmm. things. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I think I will say one thing that I've noticed about astrology lately is where astrology shines is too, is showing where you are really in relation to like seasonal or like, um, astrological shifts that are going on. So like more collectively, like, Mm -hmm. and I've been feeling that so much, like with the Pisces season right now, like Mm -hmm. I didn't really understand that before. And now, or like knowing when it's a new moon or a full moon, whereas this is less change, like human design is less changing. Like astrology is like, Hey, I want to know where I'm at today, given my sign, given the position of the planets. Whereas human design is like, this is how I was designed and wired and how I'm going to like, um, yeah, best shine if I show up as myself. And I also think the other really helpful thing is using it to filter out what's right for you or not. Like I, as like an information junkie and a self-help junkie, like there's some, Mm -hmm. I would like want to take all the courses and want to read all the books and Mm -hmm. sign up for all the things. And, (laughs) and so knowing like now that I have a strategy to follow, it's like, oh, I can filter things that feel right for me right now. And I don't have to like do all the things. So that's where I love it. And like, I think it simplifies our lives a lot as well. Yeah. It just helps us to be a little bit more strategic in the way that we mm-hmm. approach things and more intentional and less like, yeah. Cause I think I'm the same, like, yeah, I could do all the courses in the world, but like, it's not really probably going to be helpful to me to try and do mm-hmm. that because I'll just feel tired. I'll feel worn out. I'll feel like there's too much that I have to do and too much that I have to show up for and not enough time to rest. <laughs> yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I, I, yeah, I just love that. Um, human design just shines a light in these areas, which can just help us to be like more aware of ourselves and more aware Mm -hmm. of how we function and ways that, yeah. Where does it feel good to say yes? Where does it feel good to say no? Mm -hmm. Um, we, we actually didn't touch on this, but we have talked a little bit about defined and undefined. And I don't think we've clarified for our listeners what that is. (laughs) Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can just easily explain that without having to go into each of them. So when you have a, um, so if you pull up your chart, which by the way, I don't know if we've mentioned, I'm sure you you can include this, but to find your chart, um, you just, you can go to jovianarchive.com or my body graph. I think is the other one and yeah, input your birth info and then it'll pull up this chart that looks like a circuit board of your body. It does. Yeah. So the shapes on there are corresponding to the different energy centers and the chakra system. So when something is colored in, that means it's defined and a defined center in your chart just means that that is something that is 
are already set in you and inherent and is not as open to changing or fluidity. Like you're the one that kind of sets the tone or in that area, or you can really rely on that center for a consistent source of whatever it might be. So energy yeah. in the sacral center, et cetera, when it's open or undefined, um, that's when they're white on the chart is when that is more open to like picking things up from others. Um, you also get to like borrow things from people and really sample the wisdom mm -hmm. of other ways of being. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a little more empathetic or em empathic, maybe in nature yep. in, in that you can like mirror things and feel what other people are experiencing. Um, so neither are good or bad. Like sometimes it might sound like you want to have a defined center, but I think there's a ton of beauty and wisdom in the undefined centers. Um, but it is helpful to know that those are areas that you might like pick things up more easily from other people sure. or amplify things. Um, so it's just, yeah. Um, that's the difference between the two. Okay. That's good. Thank you for clarifying that because I yes. realized we were sort of talking <laughs> about undefined asked. and defined. I was right. like, Oh no, we didn't cover that off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, cool. I feel like we've covered a lot when it comes to human yes, design. We actually today. really did. <laughs> <This chat. laughs> um, is there anything that you think we haven't mentioned in our chats around human design that is going to be helpful for people listening? The word that just keeps coming up that I, I feel like I'd wanted to mention is if I could say one thing about human design or that I would hope for it to be to people yeah. is a permission slip to be who they were created to be. Like, I love when I get off of a call with someone or reading and they're like, I feel so seen or yes, this mm. resonates so deeply. And it's like, I just want people to know that they are perfectly created and designed. And, um, if this is a tool that can really show that to them and like, yeah. see that there's some sort of sort of outside, um, what's the word like affirmation as to how that how they were created then that to me just feels like such a gift that people can feel seen and understood um as they are and knowing that um they've probably been right about themselves all along but maybe that's been pushed down and so I hope that it human design can be this permission slip for people to step into their fullness um because we that's what we need is we need people who are fully awake and whole and alive, um, to be engaging in this world. So mm, I actually got chills as you said that <laughs> it's, it's really, it's really true. I feel like for me personally, and I know not everyone feels like this when it comes to human design, but I know for me personally, it really felt like a coming home. It really felt like mm. a piece to the puzzle of who I was that wasn't in place. And when I was mm. able to start to understand more about my own personal human design, I was like, Oh, I'm so much of myself makes sense to me now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good. I love coming home is a beautiful way to say that too. So yeah, exactly. That. So can you tell everybody listening how you might be able to offer some assistance to them when it comes to human design and helping them understand more about their own human design? Like what is it that you offer people? Yes, absolutely. So, um, for starters, I'm on Instagram at go high def. Um, and so I, you know, I try to offer like some basic human design stuff there, things that could be helpful definitions to people. I will say there's so many great accounts out there that like offer human design stuff. Um, so I feel like in no competition with anyone, like whatever mm -hmm. helps, um, my website 
highdefhumans.com that has a blog. It has like a a breakdown of what each of the types and the authorities are. So like once you pull your chart, which there's a link there, you can at least learn like the high level about your Mm -hmm. type. Um, I also have some freebies. Like I I think the do this next freebie is a really Mm -hmm. good starter for like, hey, I'm just learning my design given my type, like what is the next step that I could use to start incorporating this and embodying it? Um, but then, yeah, if people are interested, if they want to learn more, um, I do fully personalized guides, um, that are like a digital PDF, um, Mm -hmm. that would goes fully into your design. And then I also do one-on-one readings as well. So then we can like go over it in real time together and get to ask questions. And, um, yeah, that's, obviously a great option for people who like to have discussion or get to have specific questions answered. So yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I will personally recommend your, in your like zoom, um, readings because Mm -hmm. we did one maybe a month or two ago now. Um, Mm -hmm. and I had already had like a, a, um, document created, um, by another human design expert, but I was, there was areas where I was like, I need to know more. And so that's why Mm -hmm. I reached out to you. And I was quite (laughs) specific. I was like, I want to know more about this, this, and this, because these are the things (laughs) that I don't understand. And I really appreciated that I could share that with you. And then we could have a little bit more of a focus on it. Um, and delve into that a bit more and shed some more light on those parts of my personal human design. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. I think that's a real benefit about having these in-person conversations about it is mm-hmm. you can delve into it. And then any questions that pop up, you're like able to reflect them back and seek some more answers and wisdom from yourself about it. Um, but obviously maybe like financially, that's not always the option. So like I recommend starting off with just the the PDF document that you offer Mm -hmm. and then like maybe doing the reading later, but I'm always, I'm (laughs) all for like more light being shed on areas that I'm not an expert in. So I'm like, let's go to the experts. Well, thank you. Yeah. I loved doing, um, our reading together and I've loved getting to work with you on other things as well. So it's so fun to get to share like our coaching expertise and just to grow in wholeness together. So I'm so glad to be connected with you and, um, to have had this chat today. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. I will link all those things that you mentioned in the show notes. So anyone here that's listening, you can just easily go and click over there for easy access. I definitely recommend following Sarah on Instagram as well, because Mm -hmm. you share a lot of fun things. That's just like, Oh yeah, I'm seen like, they kind of like, (laughs) they're kind of like HD memes. (laughs) Yeah. I tried to throw in some memes. Um, And they're always a lot of fun. (laughs) Whenever I see a projector meme, I have quite a few projector friends actually. And I always send like the projector memes to them because I'm like, this is us. This is fully us. <laughs> I have so many good friends that are projectors. So I like always make them with them in mind and then I send them to them when I make them. <laughs> so good. <Yeah. laughs> oh, well, thank you again so much for bringing your wisdom. Uh, I'm really so excited welcome. for everyone that gets to come and listen. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me, Jasmine. And I will hopefully get to talk to you again soon. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this latest podcast episode. If you would like to be on the podcast, share an experience, or you want to request a specific topic, you can reach out to me through my website, www.consciousexuality.com.au or via Instagram DM at 
Conscious Sexuality. If you are interested in working with me at all, you can also reach out to me via the contact form on my website or through a DM on Instagram as well. And if you've got any other questions about anything that I've ever spoken about or a guest that's been on the show, you can reach out to me through those channels as well. I'd love to connect with you. Thank you.